sir god is good and i can see you're at work looking sharp as always man you know i'm just trying to you got to play the part sometimes right (laughs) and uh let's introduce everybody to mr chris martinez it's an absolute pleasure to have you on your tie looks amazing those are ties that i like wearing so very sharp looking tie too i appreciate it man absolutely so I, I've literally watched you for a while. I can't believe you don't have more followers on TikTok because your videos are very good. They're very informative. You've wrote many books. Uh, I noticed that you partnered up with Frank um, recently about a book as well. So you've got all kinds of material out there, all kinds of content. Yes, sir. I've got I've got quite a bit out there. I've got um, I, I, I've written a couple books and doing a, quite a bit of things, but uh, lately my 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 latest passion right now is uh, I moved to San Antonio. I've been running this Mercedes store, and uh, we've just been doing doing some some good stuff out here in San Antonio. Well, congratulations! When you say running it, what are you doing out there? What's your title? What do you do? I am the general manager here at this store. Congratulations! I appreciate it, man. How, how many cars are y'all selling a month? Because San Antonio is a huge city. Well, when I got here about 90 days ago, they were doing about 90 a month. And, and last month we did 138. And this month we're tracking a little over 150 and moving on up like the Jeffersons, right? So I love that saying. I love that. Moving on up. Absolutely. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get there, though. I think, you know, 300 is realistic um, for this store. And I, I, I truly believe we're going to get there. Oh, awesome. Well, congratulations. If if they got you there, I guarantee it's going to happen. It's going to happen, sir. Just awesome. every time. <laughs> so what, how have you changed it so fast going so high? How, how, how has that happened? It's just the people. It's taking care of the people, training, just making sure that we got the right players and the right positions and We've been, um, you know, when I got here, they had like eight salespeople and now we're up to 20 and um, we've been able to acquire more inventory, making sure the marketing is right, making sure that, you know, everything is where it should be. So it's been good. Well, good for you. Congratulations. I'm super excited to see you more videos, to see your your progression. I appreciate it, man. And I I see you're doing some good things now, huh? I am uh, moving on up, as you would say <laughs> in your words. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, in the process, I haven't told anybody this unless it's uh, been very, very close. But in the process of trying to buy a dealership currently, a, a, a piece of one, not a whole dealership. So, uh, so got all kinds of stuff working, got some training coming out. Um, you know, I did, that, I did that for like three Three years, last three years, I was looking at stores like nonstop. I was offered several good locations, but nothing quite felt right. So I'm sure you're you're probably going through this. I I know kind of what what you're going through. So it's uh, 
it's a lot. And unless you're willing to do some things that I wasn't willing to do, I think you can get one pretty quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. So good luck to you. But you're also writing a book, man. Congratulations. Absolutely. So That's you like, wrote, I believe, like seven books. Seven books. Yes, sir. It's it's brain damage, to, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, you know, when I started aligning my thoughts, I said, you know, I might as well just write a book about it and just start getting going. So that's kind of how I started doing it. My goodness. Well, seven books takes a lot of time. Where do you find the time running dealerships and doing all of this? You probably got a family. I mean, how do do you manage the time? It's a, it takes a lot of time, but you know, you think about like, you know, because you have the passion for this, it it comes kind of, kind of naturally. Right. And you get, Mm -hmm. um, you just start writing things out. A lot of it was talking into a microphone and kind of as, as it came out, then you, you know, these new programs where as you talk, it, it types for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of those things were, were easier for me to kind of get my thoughts out. And, and then after that, just get a really good editor to try to, you know, make sure that they, that she uh, actually took care of me and made sure I, I didn't sound, I sounded halfway uh, like intelligent. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome, man. So, uh, so you you look very young. How old are you? Um, I'll be forty four next month. So, well, well, you look good. You take care of yourself, man. I, you know, I uh, I try to. So it's uh, it's one of those things that you know, it's an everyday uh, struggle, right? You got to try to eat right. You know, I've been late lately. This last year, I've been um on that carnivore diet. Yeah, that seems to to be working and, and being very very helpful to me. Well, great. well, you look good. So um, so congratulations. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. So let's back up many many years. So are you from Texas originally? How was your childhood? How did you get in sales? What led you to this amazing profession of sales? I'm originally from Texas. I actually um, from El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. How I got started in the car business, I actually went, I moved to Las Vegas with my aunt and uncle. Okay. And um, the goal was to work construction with my uncle because he was mm-hmm. in Las Vegas and he was doing really well for himself. And when I moved out there, I have a twin brother and he said, Chris, I told him, man, I really don't want to go do this. And he goes, well, why don't you go to this new place? It's called CarMax. They, um, okay. They, uh, they tried recruiting him. And so I went in his place and I said, Hey, you know, you guys were trying to recruit my b- brother, but you know, I'm, I'm the next best thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to get the job. And I started talking to him and, and they hired me on the spot. And I was there at 22 years old and uh, just one month away from my 23, uh, 23rd birthday. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I, I got there, they flew me to Sacramento because they didn't, hadn't even opened the store in Vegas yet. So I had to go to Sacramento for like 90 days, maybe four months. And um, for, for, for what? To to learn the process, learn their process. Okay. Um, and then once they opened the store, then I went went to Vegas and Ooh. opened the store. And and that was it, man. I, I started learning the, the ropes and learning how they did things and I did that for about six years, seven years from Mm -hmm. from Vegas. I moved to uh, San Antonio. Uh, They they had a CarMax here locally. 
And uh, and so I moved over here and helped them run this store out here. And we were doing 700 used cars a month. My goodness. Um, and then from there, that's when I, I went to Toyota because I heard they were making a bunch of money. <laughs> I went from being a manager for six, seven years to going back to the sales floor. And fell in love with it, man. I had made more money than I ever thought was even possible because, you know, CarMax, I didn't make any money, but, you know, I went, I went to sell cars at the Toyota store, man, I started making, you know, big double what I was making at CarMax. What and, kind of numbers is that? You know, what, you know, I was making a little over 20 grand a month doing well and, um, you know, selling 30 plus cars a month. And I just thought, man, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I was like, this is it. And I'm going to sell cars. And and I remember when I went to the floor, back to the floor, I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm gonna, this was before I read the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. And I go, man, you know, I'm going to 10X. I'm going to 10 times everything I used to teach my salespeople. And I'm just going to go, I'm going all in on this deal. And um, Great attitude to have. Great attitude. I love it. Sure enough, I selling 30 cars a month, making more money than I ever thought was possible. And I was just like, man, this is it. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. And my biggest check, you know, I get the next month, the the general manager cut, pulls me in his office and says, Chris, I just became a buying partner of a, of a Toyota store in Austin, Texas. I want, want you to come with me. And I was like, man, I just made this much money. I bought a house a year. I just, it's eight months ago, bought a house. My wife's going to kill me. I'm in San Antonio. Austin's not that far. I start trying to talk myself into it. And I said, you know what? Why don't you give me a date? Think about it. And um, let me get back to you. I tell my wife and she's like, no way. I don't want to move to Austin. I love it here. My kid, my, our daughter at the one daughter at the time, we, she's in high school. There's no way. And I said, well, I'm going to try to commute. I'm going to commute for a little bit. Did that for six months, almost killed myself. Uh, and, um, Helped that store go from 150 cars a month to over a thousand cars a month. And, um, and that was it. You know, we had a lot of good people out there, great people helped take that store to number 10 in the nation in, in volume at Toyota, 1300 stores. And, um, and I said, man, we, I got to write a book about this. This is, I think it's a great experience. And I wish I had, you know, some guidance here. And so I wrote down, kind of all the things that it took to get there and that was that was the the birth of my first book and uh it's been good ever since what's the name of that book it's called driving sales what it takes to sell a thousand cars a month i'm gonna have to read it so what's the what ingredients does it take from selling a hundred and something to a thousand and how quick of a process did that take meaning like how long well, it took four years, um, and reality is, which, which, what I I write in the book is, you know, at every level. I mean, when you go to from a hundred to two hundred to four hundred to six hundred, at every level you grow to, you're gonna there's gonna be some some storming stages, right? So anytime you form a team, you mm-hmm. get the forming stage, and then there's like the storming stage. And then after storming, there becomes a norm, norm, norming stage where everything kind of normalizes. Right. From there, you start performing. But that happens at every at every stage, right? So anytime you add a new player, so you could be in constant storms all the time, right? Like it, it, it's 
it just happens, right? Like it's, you know, if, if you've ever, I'm, I'm, you've run, you've run stores before, so you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, you got egos that you got to like interact with and make sure absolutely managing and making sure that nobody's killing each other. And you got to go be able to go in there and, and just, you know, paint the picture, show them the vision, cast the vision and show them where we're going. And, and sometimes you need to do that every day with certain individuals. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and ideally you want to, you want to surround yourself with people that are, that are like-minded and, and it makes it a little easier when everyone, you know, shares the same traits that you do. And, but at the same time, you don't want to have a bunch of yes people around you. You want people that challenge you too. And you want people that are going to push back at what you're saying or, you know, what you're doing so that it, it only going to get you better, you know? So, you know, it's a, a, a screen, a little sprinkles of, of a lot of different, you know, things that help the, the ingredients, you know, really make sure that you you rise and get to that next level so but i think it's it was just a culmination of all those things that help you keep growing but knowing that at every level you're gonna have to do it again you know absolutely yeah at carmax one of the things that I, I um they taught me was you know you're a brand new manager and you've got you're going into a brand new store you got or it's underperforming store you have 30 days to turn it around and every month I had that that same practice in, in my mind, like, okay, at the end of the month, yeah, we did good, but now how do we improve it? How do we get better? How do we refine our, our process? And how do we um how do we get together to try to just do more than what we did the previous month or the previous year? And you know, what they say is um, you know, what get me- what gets measured improves, and you just gotta measure everything. So that's an evolving a, process. I love it. Yeah, that's it. A constant evolution, you know? Absolutely. How, I've never been a part of a store that sold a thousand cars. That must be like one of the best feelings in the world to see, especially from a hundred to a thousand. Like how many cars would you all say on like sell on your best day? Like that's amazing. The best day we had was on a Saturday. We sold 110 cars. Uh, it was it was pretty neat. You know, what's funny is when I wrote that book, I started writing it a year and a half before we hit a thousand. And um, I just knew we were going to hit a thousand because it just was it was there. All the ingredients were there. Right. I got a second lot. I was able to order more inventory. We had the team and um, we just we put the plan in place and just kept kept pushing that, that same needle. So and the same thing here, you know, it's it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a lot of work and, you know, discipline and uh, doing the same, you know, things that nobody wants to do, but you know, they're super important. So you do them every day to make sure that the whole team is, is, uh, is winning and putting everybody in the right uh, place to, to, or right position to win. So it's, it's what we do, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. What do you expect your salespeople to do every day? Because I'm like, I take massive action. That's just when I was selling cars, whenever I was running a dealership, I always believe in action. And I know you mentioned the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. So you have that mindset as well. What do you expect your salespeople to do every single day if they're at work? If uh, we have a mantra, if you're not with the customer, you're prospecting. 
Like that is what you're doing. Like that's the name of the game. If you're not with a customer, you're prospecting. Yeah. And we use uh, one of Grant's quotes all the time. It's never lower your targets, increase your actions. So you just, you know, those two things right there, that's just who we are. That's kind of what we embody here. And just making sure that we're constantly pursuing um, those next, those next numbers that to help, you know, amplify not only the dealership's numbers, but the sales professionals, individual numbers. Right on. That's amazing, man. I can't, uh, I can't imagine. I mean, I can, but I can't like a thousand cars. Not yeah. that many people can ever say that. So that's my hat goes off to you on that one, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, it's, uh, and then my mentor, I mean, he's, uh, he's a big reason why we got there. He was, uh, He's he that guy talk about relentless. That that guy he, he was he was on top of his game for sure. So uh, I give him uh, all, all the credit for to pushing those numbers. He was a our our minority partner at the group or at the store, and he's the one that brought me in that uh, that office, you know, so many years ago, and told me, hey, I want you to come with me. And uh, he, he he's he's definitely the man. He always talks about. You know, put the deal makers in front of the deals, and uh, well, that's kind of what we did. Absolutely. And um, is he still there at that Toyota dealership? He sold it. He sold it uh, a couple of years ago now, and uh, it was the largest, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. There was the largest acquisition uh, of any single point at that time. So, you know, it was you know top 10 in the nation, most profitable stores in the country. You know, you think, it, 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 you know, group one purchased that vehicle, that dealership. And I'm not sure what they, what the end number was, but it was, <laughs> it was multi nine years for sure. So. So what is he doing now? Living the good life or did he get another dealership or. He hasn't gotten another dealership. And, you know, I'm always asking where, he, where his next move is, but he's, man, he's, he's deserve he deserves it. He's out there jet setting. He's got his private plane, you know, going to Cabo all the time and just living large. So he's doing good. Well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations again. I can't say that enough. It, you know, when I hear stories like that, it just like visions and just, it makes me feel good. You know, so absolutely. Right now, do you all sell mostly used? Do you sell mostly new at the Mercedes dealership? Uh, it's a combination of um, of both, really. I mean, new has been a challenge of getting inventory, but you know, between new and used, I think we'll we'll sell uh, used to new two to one. Okay. Uh, so, and if the inventory continues the current trend, um, we'll probably be like closer to three to one. So. That's kind of where the, the where we're tracking right now, anyway. So you're still having an issue getting cars. Still having an issue, yes, sir. Damn, that sucks. All right, yeah. <laughs> and I would think is how many how much competition do you have out there in that area in San Antonio, Mercedes? Because I've always I've never been there, but I can uh, I've always heard there's millions of people, so I would assume that you have multiple other different Mercedes dealerships. Yes, there's um. There's three stores here, ours, and there's one north of us, and there's one um, kind of south uh, east of us. So you are you need to get into their market share, man, to get yours up. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> no, but I think there's so, there's so many people here that, well, I'm not, I mean, there's, it's probably two and a half million people here, right? So 
it's not quite as big as like Dallas or Houston, mm -hmm. but there's still plenty of business here. There's plenty to go around. You know, I, I look at Mercedes as yes, that they, they are, they're competitive competing dealers, but I'm really looking at Audi and BMW and Lexus and all the other, you know, high end stores that, you know, I'd rather try to take market share more from them. Um, because, you know, I think with the limited new car inventory we have, the Mercedes buyer is going to come, right? I've got to find right. them that are, you know, actively buying at different brands and try to get to drive our business there. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So what advice would you give a new car salesperson, somebody that's been in the industry for a little bit, they're not really finding their stride, meaning selling a lot of cars. What advice would you give them? I would tell, well, there's two. So like a, someone that just started, I tell them just stay, have that student mentality and just, you know, learn as much as you can and, and stay away from the people that are going to, you know, you know, have that negative talk, right? So you, you don't want to have people, you know, crapping you out throughout the day. Just, you know, stick stick to the people that are are, are selling and, and winning, right? And then the people that are kind of just average, just kind of being in there, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, what's your time management look like? And um, and uh, look at yourself in the mirror because a, a lot of times you'll see that they're not making the calls. They're not putting enough effort. You know, at the end of the day, they're they're responsible for, for themselves. You know, I always tell people, you know, you still need to do the push-ups, right? Like if you want a good, you know, physique and you, you still have to go to the gym, you still have to work out. Like nobody's going to do that stuff for you. Like you're still going to have to put in the reps. So mm -hmm. those calls, those text messages, those emails, all of that stuff is still what you have to do to be successful. And if you're not doing enough, that's you're going to have to start there. So um, and more than likely, most of the time, I'd say 90 percent of the time, those people are just not putting enough effort in. OK. Okay. Do you believe in meetings every day or like me? I love meetings every day uh, to talk about what we did yesterday, how we can improve. How often do you do meetings out there at your Toyota dealership that you do now at Mercedes? Do you do them a lot, a little or? Well, I try to get huddles in every couple hours, you know, just to see okay. like, Hey, what are you guys doing? You know, you've been here two, three hours. Have you put it? What, what have you done for the last two, three hours? Okay. Let's, Let's kind of like look back and okay, did you how many calls did you make? Let's let's hold each other accountable and see how we can uh, get better together, right? And even me, there's times that you know I'll I'll be walking around and I'll say, wait a minute, what does this have to do with selling cars, right? Like what are we, what are we doing that has anything to do with selling cars? And let's get back because you know it's just human human habit, right? The the attention spans like two minutes or a minute <laughs> and then you see a squirrel walking around and you're like oh wait wait a minute what's that over there and you gotta you gotta stop and just say all right what what does this have to do with selling cars right absolutely yeah man so how many people how many salespeople do you currently have at the mercedes are y'all going to go more i know you said it was a started with eight now it's about 20 are you going to grow it more or yeah to get well you know the old uh rule of thumb right if you want to sell 300 cars you got to sell you got to have at least 30 salespeople, right i mean it's it's 
work time and time again. And I know there's other other dealers out there that have been figured out how to sell more with less people, but maybe I'm just not that smart. You know, I'm, I still use all the basic principles that have gotten me successful or in the last 22 years of doing this business. Those basic numbers, basic fundamentals seem to work to, to, to my advantage. Did CarMax teach you all of that? I'd say they taught me the majority for sure. You know, cause when I got there, they had 30 stores. When I left, we had, they had over a hundred stores and I had to do what was called like a general manager in training because I wanted mm -hmm. a general manager there. And they had you go, you know, train it as, in, as a buyer as, in the business office for six months. You had to work in the service drive for six months. You had a, what they called an individual development plan. Usually it takes like two years and, um, and you had to complete it if you wanted to get promoted. And, um, and so I learned a lot. I had the student mentality. I was young. I, I stayed, you know, humble and tried to learn and wanted it. That was my university. I say, that was my, my, uh, my, uh, path to, to learn everything I could. And I was, I was learning everything I could. And, um, uh, coincidentally, we, I went to NCM, which is like an NADA school, mm -hmm. it's NCM training. And it was good training. I mean, it was a refresher by far. I mean, I, I everything I kind of knew was, was there and, and then, and then some, there was a couple of little nuggets that I took away from parts and service that, you know, from the traditional side is, is not what I learned at CarMax, but I was able to learn there and it's been super, super helpful for sure. Absolutely. Do you believe in training? Do you have your salespeople train every day or every day, every day? That's, that's what I love to hear. You just, you have to, there's no, you don't go to the Super Bowl and expect to just, you know, train once a month, right? You you got to train every day. Yeah. Are, are you a Houston fan or a Dallas fan or who do you pull for since you're from Texas? You know, I'm I'm a New York Giants fan. Okay. Even though they haven't been doing really well for quite some time, but I'm I, you know, when we were younger, my my brothers and I all kind of looked at each other and said Matt, because we like playing football and we said well what's who's our team going to be in it and i and we i forgot who it was it might have been my my older brother my twin brother or it might have been me and i said why, why don't we just pick our own team and i remember just saying you know what the giants i saw a a, a reel or like a highlight reel of uh of lawrence taylor and man i just said man that's gonna be my team like look at this guy he's cool and he was just i mean he was tearing people up i mean he was he was a bad bad person well not bad person he was <laughs> he, he was, was a bad man I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> he was really good at what he did and uh and that was got me pumped up and i think my my older brother picked the raiders and my twin brother picked the houston oilers which now that they're not there anymore, I guess they're Tennessee Titans, but I don't even know if they're there around anymore. But he's now going for Dallas. So my twin brother. Well, I got it. I got a very important question for you. After What's hearing that? all of this, your success, what does your brother do now? The one that did not go there to the dealership. What does he do now? He actually used to work with me in Austin. He was my used car director. And okay. we put out 500 used cars a month out of that store. And um, 
but he left when I left uh, Austin, he decided to go into real estate and he's done really well in real estate. And he's, he's been doing it for, I'd say five years now. And he's been very okay. successful top, top in his um, mortgage group and, or in his brokerage. And, um, and he's done really well as a realtor and uh, his plans are to build his own, you know, uh, brokerage and he's doing really well. Awesome. Uh, because my thought process was he ended up going somewhere else and, but you, you know, mentioned I, he got back into the car business. So obviously if he got out, you know, he found his passion doing something else. Well, I actually recruited him in the car business. He recruited me first by telling me, yep. um, but he wasn't in the car business. He was a property manager that they were trying to recruit him to go work for them. Mm -hmm. And when I started and then I was doing pretty well, I said, man, you should come over here. And so then he started in the car business. And then when I moved um, to Austin, I told him my, well, actually my boss called and said, Hey, don't you have a brother in the car business? I said, yeah, I do. And he said, well, let me talk to him. And so my boss convinced him to come work with us and he did really well. And, and he just, he, but he wanted to get into real estate. He, he just said, you know what, I'm going to get into real estate and, um, I've I always told people, you know, he's a better salesman than I, than I ever was. And, um, he just, you know, I've more of an introvert he's always been an extrovert. And, um, but you know, I push myself and, you know, do what's required to, to get the job done. Why do you say he's a better salesman than you? Man, he just, he was always a good talker. He was, he was a kind of <laughs> just real bubbly personality, always kind of wanted to just make friends with everybody and, and I was always quiet, you know, more reserved and uh, just didn't really just didn't really like talking, to be quite, quite honest. But, you know, as you grow and you you lean into the, the things that you don't uh, feel comfortable doing, you, you get better, you get stronger. And before you know it, you you can do it. That mean you still you don't you're not a fan of it, but uh, it's it's gotten easier. Okay. And and also one question that pops up in my mind, what made you leave the Toyota of Austin where you're selling a thousand cars? What made you want to leave? So initially I left because I, I built a software in the, in the store and I ended up partnering with um, uh, somebody that had a partnership with Cardone. And um, we ended up, you know, moving separate direction, a different direction there. And, um, and so I, you know, after that whole thing kind of, you know, went our separate ways, I said, man, you know what, there's a, we had a, a, a clause in there that we had to hang out for a little bit. And I said, you know what, I could go <laughs> back to Austin or this gentleman, um, uh, Cooper, uh, Joe Cooper actually uh, reached out and tried to recruit me at his store. And when this, the one we went our separate directions, I ended up um, reaching out and he told me, Hey, you know, I've got a partner in Tulsa that needs some help with running his stores and would love to have, have you meet him. And so I reached out to him and then he put, made me a, an offer and I, I, I took the offer there and then, which gave me an opportunity during COVID when it happened to turn my software back on where I reached out to my partner um, who, you know, at the time was going through some some turmoil with the company he was with. And I said, well, why don't you just come work with me, get the software going and let's, let's, let's make it happen. Because right now the, the software I, I, that we built was 
the easiest way I could communicate to customers and do it the most cost-effective way. And um, and there, I didn't know any other tool out there at the time that could do it. And so that's why I built the tool. And um, and so we ended up doing that. And I he we hired a team around him, and he took it. And now it's in about a thousand stores and doing really well. And we sold that in January to a company called Pure Cars, and um, and they've done really well. well congratulations! So you can code, you can do all of that. Well, I can. Uh, I have some good ideas, and we we hire a team that can do all that. So, okay, awesome. Well, congratulations again. But I know I know enough to to understand it. Is it like to Kobe, or what is it like when you say engaging with customers? So I can. It's just creating lists out of the DMS, and um, it, so basically, it, it standardizes the data. So mm -hmm. I can pull, I pull the DMS data, I pull the the CRM data. We kind of merge everything, uh, clean it, dedupe it, and then we append the emails, phone numbers, addresses. We make sure that they still own the vehicle. We standardize the whole data, and we have a unique identifier that gives us an opportunity to now market to just one person instead of fifteen people. Uh, that's are this, all the same people. So we reduce our ad spend, but when we create lists out of there, hand them to salespeople, they can call these people and, and they're more than likely going to get that, that customer they're calling versus, you know, oh, yeah, I don't own that car anymore or this and that. But then it's also the machine to send out mass communication via email, text message, phone, like ma making voicemail calls. We can upload those same lists into Google audiences, Facebook. Um, Amazon, any type of social media, like instantly, it just pushes directly to them. So it's um, it's pretty it's pretty robust tool. Awesome. Do you use it currently at the Mercedes dealership? You know, coincidentally, they already had it when I got here. So I was, <laughs> man, that's, that's good. I already know what we can do. So we're we're definitely hammering that tool every day. Absolutely. Did you tell them that you invented it or did they know that? Uh, the, the guy that hired me did know that. He did know that. And he said, yeah. But when I when he called me, he said, and by the way, I've got your your software here, too. And I said, man, that makes it even easier. So uh, let's let's get to work. OK, so did he reach out to you or were you reaching out to him to get to the GM spot of the Mercedes dealership? So when I, I decided to leave over there at uh, the Cooper store, he mm -hmm. just coincidentally just happened to reach out. I um, was already in talks with moving. I was potentially moving to Houston um, because uh, I had a, a, a dealer reach out to me and wanted me to partner with him in Houston. And it was on a, a super high end store and I didn't, you know, when he told me about it, I was just like, man, the units in operation aren't the greatest in that high, high line vehicle. But when he reached out to me over here, I was like, man, Mercedes store, San Antonio, I've already, I already know the market. I, I said, you know, partnership sounds amazing, but realistically, I could probably make, a, you know, three times as much uh, at a Mercedes store. So I said, man, I'm going to do it. So told my wife she's been wanting to come to San Antonio for the for longest time back here and so we so we decided to to make the jump over here awesome 
What's next for you? Are you going to own dealerships or any any aspirations to do that? I have. You know, the last three years, I'm telling you, I looked at so many deals. I went, I looked at um, a bunch. I actually went through the General Motors uh, program to see what I could do to get in the minority program, uh, which they approved me for one. And um, and I was looking where they showed me a bunch of tiny stores that possibly I could have done something with, but it just, there were areas that I just, you know, thinking, thinking about my kids, my wife, I just, you know, it would be smaller markets, which I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but they were just certain areas that I just, I just didn't feel it was right for my family. So there's, there's, there's deals out there. I just, you just got to be willing to make those big, big sacrifices and I'm willing to sacrifice, but Maybe not. For the right one. For the right <laughs> one. <laughs> well, I'll say. All right, man. Well, um, before we jump off here, would you like to any uh, words of wisdom or anything that you would like to add? Because I've learned a lot from talking to you for uh, 50 minutes. No, man, I appreciate you reaching out, man. You know, I think it, it, your audience, um, it's cool that you're doing this. I, I think that anytime I, I hear people that are in automotive doing things like this it's it's always helping everybody get better together and i listen to a lot of these podcasts and and try to learn and see how i can get better every day awesome well thank i know you're a busy man thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me i wish you and your team the best i hope you all get to a thousand cars like you did in austin that'd be so, great uh, <laughs> yes i guarantee it so thank you very much. And if uh, you have my cell phone number, if you ever need anything, man, you reach out to me and I will always pick up. And if I'm in Texas, I will reach out to you. Absolutely. Anytime, man. Call me. I appreciate All it. All right. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Take care. Hey, everyone. A huge shout out to you, the dedicated sales pros, for listening for a purpose to elevate your game. Now I challenge you, pass this knowledge to a friend who's ready to elevate their game. Smash that like button, leave a comment, and introduce yourself. And remember to activate your notifications and subscribe for more. We've got daily sales training videos coming your way to boost your success. Let's embark on this journey of success together. I've got your back for life.